Welcome to my mom's podcast. You're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast, where we chat with educators, community members, and advocates of early childhood alike through candid and real conversations, focusing on the person behind the practice, along with some tips and strategies as well. I'm your host, Marisa. So let's see. Welcome, everybody. Um, I'm actually coming to you from, I'm talking to our listeners now, from uh, Phoenix Convention Center. We are here for the 10th Annual Arizona First Things First Early Childhood Summit, and I'm joined by two of the participants that were here for the two-day um, summit, and if you hear some background noise, it's because we're here actually at the convention center, and, and the summit has just ended, so you're going to hear some background noise, so bear with us, so we're going to speak a little louder. Um, and then I'll mess with that. But anyway, so I I put out a call on the uh, conference app, and my two guests connected with me through the app, actually Elsa did, and I wanted to get some reflections on participants that had attended the First Things First conference. So welcome. I'm joined by Elsa and her daughter. If you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Elsa Bonilla, and I am the Community Practice Coordinator for the Tonotham Nation, and I work through the Tonotham Community College. So if someone is not familiar with where that is, I know where that is. Where, where is that located in our state? That is about an hour west of Tucson. Okay. Towards Rocky Point. Towards Rocky Point, mm-hmm. going, all, going towards Mexico. Yes. Because um, that nation also kind of crosses over through Sonora. I yes, believe, it does. Right? It does. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. And who do you have? Who did you bring with you this time? I brought my daughter Stephanie Paredes. This is her first time here. What did you think about it? I thought it was an awesome experience. I can't wait to come back next year. Um, and I really wish I could bring some of my co-teachers with oh. me. I think that would be an awesome experience for. Talk about that. Why do you think it would be good for them to come next year? I felt I learned a lot. There was a lot of fat, like informational and factual sessions that had a lot of information that is not always talked about and known to the teachers down doing the work um, that all of these great people are talking about. And I just feel that there is a need for them to come experience this and have some of that motivation be put into them. Yeah. That's something I would love to see the next time I come. But otherwise, this is an awesome learning, growing experience for me. Uh, it was for me too, and I've been to it before. But I always say that I, I like to come to these so I can kind of reflect on what I thought I already knew. Right. Or just to remind myself about right, something right. that I that I knew. Um, so I'm really glad I was able to make it out myself. Now, Elsa, um, talk to me about what is this your first time, or was it? Are you a continuing? This is attendant? my this is my second year um, uh, coming to the first things for summit, and I can say that I truly, really enjoyed it a lot more this year because we were able to be a part of the tribal connections, and it, that that event helped me understand a lot more about the people where I work with, who I work with, and um, I'm I'm just. There's a whole bunch of ideas going through my head that I'm going to take back and implement and take into consideration of the sensitivity of working at a tribal reservation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was it about it, about this summit that you returned? Because this is your second time, right? Right. right. Um, any highlight as in addition to the tribal connections piece? Because that one is, there's a Monday evening 
time that everybody gets together at the Herd Museum. Is that right? Right, right. Yeah. I know I missed it this year. I was mm -hmm. a little bummed about it. I had actually just traveled back from Page uh, working in the Navajo Nation. Right. Um, doing some work. And so I, I, it was too much for me. So I came for Monday sessions and I had to go back home and recoup as it was. Um, what about just these past two days sessions? Anything that stood, stood out to you? Yes, I can't wait to go back and talk about the mental, the infant mental health uh, session we had was amazing because I thought I knew it all when it comes to infant mental health and child development, but there were a lot of um, ideas and facts thrown out there that, you know, yeah. at a research base that, yeah. and things that we would normally do in the past in the classroom and that you thought you were doing right, but in actuality you're damaging the child. So and and you could see it, you could understand it. So I can't wait to go back and share that information. Now tell me a little bit about the work that you specifically do. Okay. So I am a community of practice coordinator. I work with a grant from United Way on First Things First. And my job is to well actually I have a lot of hats. Part of my job is working through the college and I try to get early childhood educational professionals, that's preschool teachers, infant and toddler teachers, um, towards degree completion and also towards higher education. So I give them information about scholarships yeah. that First Things First have. And I also do coaching in the classroom. I do professional development session once a month for them. And there's 45 members that meet once wow. a month. And then I go into the classroom and incorporate what we learned in the session and we try to implement it into the classroom. So I'm all about recognizing practitioners like you guys and your work. Right bringing that awareness to folks that are outside of the early childhood sector so that they can appreciate the work that you do and the time that you, you know, you make this drive and you do this time investment coming out here to um, better your better your professionalism, right. right? What is a misconception, and I'll get to you too, Stephanie, what is a misconception out there that you think that you would want a parent or community member to know about, you know, what, what your job, your role? Well, um, one of the things that I try to, um, to let parents know is of the importance of early childhood education. It just seems that the 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 news isn't out there yet, and and parents are still doing it old school, or parents have found themselves in a in a situation where they don't know how to deal with behavior management issues. They don't they have lost the ability to say no to children or to spank them. So they're kind of lost. Mm -hmm. And they need that guidance in order for them to learn, hey, there is a way you could do it positively. There is a way you could do it developmentally appropriate. And and there are um, training sessions out in the community yeah. that, that I also offer parents. Yeah, being being a, an ally with parents, I think, right. is that, that crucial piece that so they don't see us as maybe um, correcting them, but no, more no, no. partnering with them. Right. right? And yeah. one of the things I do let parents know is that they are the first teachers, mm -hmm. so we do work with them. I work for 10 years for Child Parent Centers Head Start, and I love the fact that they have child parent centers because it's not just the child they're working with, they're working with the whole family. And that's and you and when you work with the whole family, you're working with the whole child. Yes. And you get to see who the child is and their identity and where they come from. Yeah. And who this little individual is. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Stephanie, so your mom was telling me that you recently got into one of the regional council boards. Yes. Tell me about that. I am a brand new member at the North Pima Regional Partnership Council. I'm a child care provider representative. So um, I do still work at New Discoveries Preschool as an infant teacher. So I'm still out there in the field um, practicing what I learned, trying to 
bring back going to the communities of practice because I'm also part of a community of practice. Um, trying to get also my fellow co-workers to attend the communities of practice with me and trying to get everybody on board with, you know, just being educated and learning and um, practicing what we learn and not just feeling like we're just babysitters because a lot of times it feels like that in our field. So would and you say that's a misconception? It. Yes, that is a big misconception. And especially working in the infant and with the younger children, um, a lot of people think that, oh, they're the babies, it's the easiest It's the easiest to work with. But no, a lot more goes into infant-toddler development. Yeah. A lot more training is necessary. There's much. There's so much good that can be done for an infant, just as much that there can be bad done. Yes. So teachers are put in this position and they don't understand how much power they really have. And I feel like summits and communities of practice and all of these trainings really help us teachers realize how much power we really do have in a child's life. Yeah. And especially working with the infants, it just brings more life to my life. Yeah. And just knowing that I'm studying, I'm working to create a better society for us. Now, let me, I'm going to ask both of you guys, the work that you guys do in whether it's direct care with children or out with families um, or staff can be heavy work. It's not necessarily, to me, I don't see it as a nine to five because I, uh, when I was in the classroom, I think about my kids when I go home or I think about my family yes. still, you know, it's not a nine to five and there's a really high rate of burnout right with that so think about what would you what advice would you give for that early childhood practitioner that's entering the field that's feeling that burnout do you guys do any type of self-care what do you like to do well if it isn't early childhood because i feel like me and my mom share this same passion for early childhood that we wake up and breathe, eat, sleep, early childhood yeah, education. Yeah, right? yeah. And a lot of the people that we associate with in these events and in our classes are kind of the same way, but we also do get together as a family and not only speak with our um, family as an aunts, uncles, and family members um, about the importance of this, but it, they also help us support. The more we tell them what we're doing and show them, like, look, this is really important because a lot of times... I, as a college student, get, sure. why are you going to be a preschool teacher? You're not ever going to make any money. You're going into a degree that you're never going to be oh, um, so true. able to have yeah. a good life and everything. But there's more to it. There's, there's these children. It's something in your heart that's just, no matter, like in my job, no matter where I'm at, there's those children and somebody has to help them. Somebody has to do this job. And if it's in our heart, there's that hope that it's going to get better. We're going to make improvements for teachers, for children, for parents. It's hope. And we talk about that too, that it should not be that way. You shouldn't, you ha it shouldn't be one or the other. I should still be able to have this profession mm -hmm. that provides me with a sustainable income. Right, right. <laughs> yes. It should not be a choice. What do you mm -hmm. mean? Which is why I like having these conversations so that we can bring awareness to those that make those policies, make those uh, salaries or um, those are you know, involved at that level and provide a sustainable income for those that are in this field. Right. 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 Now, what about you? What about some self-care for you, Issa? Well, in actuality, I, I take a day off on Sundays, hopefully. <laughs> that's, but, that's the plan. Yeah. But, but the thing is that we are so passionate about yes. working with children. There's so much work to do that, um, 
our uh, my self help is coming here, relaxing and enjoying yes. and getting all the training without me having to be the presenter, without me having to be the facilitator, and and just come and relax in the hotel room and spend time with my daughter yeah. and meet new people, and it's refreshing. That's and you you get to remember who you're doing this for yeah, and who is with you, and so that's that's my yeah. self care. I think that's really important, um, kind of getting re uh, rejuvenized, right? Right, right? With other like-minded individuals mm -hmm. that you can talk shop with, right, right. and it kind of gives you a new sense of energy, kind of refill, and you're ready to go at it again yeah. for, you know, when you go back to your own community. So is there any other um, um, highlights or reflections you want to add before I let you guys go? Um. I just, I just wish that Arizona would have more volunteers and more people um, supporting our cause. Yeah. Um, we were a part of a campaign down in Tucson. It's Prop 204. Mm -hmm. and, and that was actually to get a, a penny out of each citizen of Tucson who pays taxes to be able to support high-quality preschools. It would go towards scholarship for children to be able to attend high-quality preschools who are enrolled in Quality First. Yeah. And also to give incentives for, teacher, for teachers. Yeah. to continue their job because That's as awesome. you well know um, yeah, minimum, there needs wage, to be, yeah, yeah. minimum wage is, is what most preschool teachers make in Tucson but it didn't go through we're going to go ahead and try again in November oh that's great mm -hmm. and I'm going to put your information email and a website link as well in my show notes so if okay. people want to learn more about the work that you do okay. same thing with Stephanie um, so thank you guys so much for coming on Hey guys, thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed that candid conversation, those reflections. I think they're pretty powerful, especially when it's right after you've attended a session and you just have all of these ideas in your head. You want to see how you can implement them directly to your programs. And that's really what professional development is all about. Don't let this be just another two days of trainings that you attended. How are you going to take this information, this content? and apply it right away. Otherwise, it's just, you know, two days of you being out of your work, right? Make it worth it. Make sure you are subscribing this podcast, share it out, like it, uh, leave us a review if you're listening from iTunes. We're on all of the audio podcast platforms from Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, share it out. You can connect with me on all of the social media platforms as well. Um, my email is marisa at earlychildhoodjourneys.com. And that's M-A-R-I-S-S-A at earlychildhoodjourneys.com. You can also just go visit the website to learn more at www.earlychildhoodjourneys.com. Thanks, guys.